Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhythmic. Better to is your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. How is everybody doing? I trust everybody's doing just fine today. Anyhow, um, just got back, got in, raced over from KPFT. Said, oh my God, got to get some videos processed that I didn't. So they're mostly processed right now. How's everybody doing? We are up all over. I see all my emails are there. And I see welcome to the house, E2247, who says, hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever, as usual. And I say, as usual, how you doing, my dear, beautiful brother, E2247. Likewise, in the house is Eric Hayes, Melanie Keelan, who says, enjoy yourself, Miguel. Michael, that is. Melanie Keelan says, good evening to all our people. And in the house as... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. As well, we have Michael Rudnan, who says it's such a beautiful day outside. It's in here in Houston, Texas as well. It's bonito. No barato, pero bonito. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day that we're having here today. And um, it's a, you know, I was about to say it's a pity that I can't enjoy, but I'm going to be honest with you. I enjoy being here in front of this screen, talking to my beautiful folks online as well, even though some of you decided to stay out in that great weather. But what can I say? Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today. Student-led campaigns can help. Oh, let me start here. E2247 says, they spoke of Texas high schools requiring students who want to register to vote, going to do some, oh, you're talking about what we spoke at uh, at KPFT. Yeah, it was really cool today. I enjoyed having uh, Nick Cooper on as well as Ingrid Bond. They were, they made excellent guests. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Food Not Bombs is a movement recovering food otherwise to be discarded. Sharing free vegan vegetarian meals with hungry persons. Yes, yes, yes. And that Nick Cooper is a very hard worker and he believes in the concept of helping. Of course, in the discussion we had, it's about talking about how best can we get the message out so that people feel that the hungry, the poor, the unhoused is not just a problem for somebody else, but all our problems. And why why it makes sense for us to make that attempt to solve that problem as well. So, so, so important. So important. Anyhow, on 2nd of April, 2022, Reno, Reno uh, Food Not Bombs Weekly Meal Volunteers, Diamond and Clarissa Tom uh, Romans, helping a local woman select items from a clothing donation, were struck. Oh, yes, I, I read that. And... um. One person died, and the guy said he did it on purpose. I read that. He said he did it on purpose. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame, isn't it? Anyhow, all our peeps are not here. I think we're having notification issues. I think Facebook and YouTube are not sending out the notifications as they should. Because these last few days... 
it takes a long while before people realize that we're on. And I don't know how to solve that. If it's something that's done from a not-so-kind reason, it's something we can't do anything about, right? But I'm waiting for more, more to come before I start with our first video. Anyhow, what's on your minds? Let me hear what's on your minds before we get into the, the actual show. Uh, I, I know there's one topic that I was supposed to cover on KPFT today that I was unable I was unable to cover, which means I get to cover it here as well. Uh, you know, that's what I love about doing two shows in one day, right? If you don't cover something at one, you can cover the other. Uh, if you can't cover one something at noon, you can always cover it at three, right? That's what it's all about. Así es la vida, ¿no? Así es la vida, mis hermanos. Shiva Las Vegas is in the house, she says. Correct, sweetheart. To which I say to you as well, Shiva Las Vegas. Uh, let's see what else we have in here. Um, interactive map. What's that? Um, let's see what's the interactive map. Hunger hotline. Okay, search for a group. Oh, that's great. It's interesting that South America is so limited, huh? Or at least it's not very well populated with info. Now, in Australia, I noticed that the map shows a lot around but anyhow anyhow let's go ahead let's wait for a few more to show up before i go for the first video i think i'm going to wait for a few more to show up live for those that are on podcasts we always have other stuff to cover anyhow um let's see what else we have here before i jump melanie keelan says i got the youtube notification this evening however i set my mental alarm which is more or less trustworthy I love that one, Melanie. I love that one. Let's see what else we have here. Um, student-led campaigns. Uh, E2240, Egberto, 90.1 KPFT today hosted. Food's not bomb. Nick uh, Cooper and Ingrid. Rich countries must fix environment. And that's what we're going to talk about here. Rich countries must fix environment. But before I get into that complex subject, I want to get more people on. But for some reason, it seems like our notification hadn't gone out or something. We'll try to see if that is the case. But anyhow, let's go ahead and do the first video. The first video has to do with uh, the, this, the, the gun issue. Uh, we got to stick with this for a while. And it goes like, how should I say this? Let me set it up this way. We see... People gunned down day in and day out. And it has reached a point right now where, for all practical purposes, and it goes with me as well, I see the, the Chiron on the screen goes across and it says 10 people shot dead in Las Vegas or five people shot dead in Louisville or four people shot dead, mass shooter, and at first, it was a whole day story, and that's all we spoke about. I don't know if you noticed the news. Yeah, they speak a little bit more about the story, but then they go on with the other news as it be as opposed to it being like something that just stays on forever and ever and ever and ever. Because we're getting we're getting not immune to it, but it's almost like a matter of fact that we've learned to accept. 
which is a bad thing. And today on, on Morning Joe, one of the hosts had something to say. If people could just hear the screams, if people could just hear the screams when a loved one realize, realizes that an AR-15 annihilated the bodies of that loved one. Just imagine that's you. Imagine that's your kid. Imagine that's your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle. Imagine you get in the news that your body has been mutilated by an AR-15. I want you- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I to listen to how Joe Scarborough starts this piece. And then how the other host to host ended. I think it was a marvelous observation. Let me know what you think. We made a decision as a country 20, 25 years ago to make driving in a car safer. How many lives have those decisions made? We could do the same thing with guns. We weren't, we didn't want to take away people's cars. We wanted to make driving a car safer. We need to do the same thing with guns. And the twisted irony, Joe, is that this conversation we're having right now and the reaction to these horrific shootings has just the opposite effect. It makes people harden their stance and run to their battle stations and buy more guns because they believe more laws are coming that will restrict their rights. That's the belief. It happened after Sandy Hook. It happened after President Obama was first elected. It's just the rhythm of how this has has gone. And Mike, you're struck, though, listening to Dr. Smith, how when he talks, it's completely devoid of politics. He's on the back end of this saying, I don't want to see these people having been shot up by AR-15s with, as he said, with their organs liquefied. I don't want to treat those people. You listen to cops, no politics there. I don't want my officers running in and being confronted by military style AR-15s and being in a gunfight like they're on a battlefield somewhere. You listen to parents saying, I don't want to drop my first grader off at school and get a phone call two hours later that they're not coming home because somebody walked in and shot up the school. There's no politics to that. There are political discussions to be had. There are remedies potentially. But this isn't about politics for the people who deal with it firsthand. Willie, there's a phrase the doctor used, the doctor Dr. Smith used that's been repeated often uh, after every shooting that we cover, after every shooting. And it's, we have to do something. We have to do something. But we don't do something. We do little things occasionally to address gun violence, but we have to do something. We've failed at doing something. We've failed the country. We've created victims. I can almost guarantee you one thing about Dr. Smith. When he was talking about the difficulty of leaving the trauma unit and going out and telling a wife, a mother, a husband, that your spouse, your father, your mother is dead. 
they're not coming back. And then listening to the cries of grief, the screams in an emergency room waiting room. Mm -hmm. Dr. Smith, I guarantee you, lives with those screams. Our problem as a country is we don't hear those screams in unity. Our problem as a legislative body in the Senate and the House, they don't hear those screams. I would like to see United States senators who continually stand against renewed gun legislation that would help solve this issue, this virus that has crippled America, that threatens America every day. I would like to see them stand in one of those emergency rooms and listen to the cries of children Mm. and wives and husbands and mothers and fathers who know that their loved one is dead 15 feet from where they stand. Mm. Listen to those screams because America is screaming right now. Mm. And sadly, they could hear those screams every day somewhere in this country. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate... Oh my God, I couldn't get that thing switched. But anyway, wide awake, welcome aboard. You're late, you're here, that's what's important. Uh, let's see, uh, Mike Mike is in the house. Alistair Waters make it, made it into the house. All right, it seems like the notifications have started going out. Shiva Las Vegas, I think I called you out. Carl Cox is in the house. Uh, para ver quien más está aquí. Anyway, great to see everybody as usual. So as you can see, um, I, the reason I love that piece, right, is because earlier today on the show, at the KPFT show, we were talking about how easy it was for all the, the, the unhoused to be under the bridges in Houston. And, you know, it, it, was, it, it is just too easy because we pass, we see them, we feel bad, and we go on with life. And what I was telling Nick Cooper is I said, the thing that we have to learn to do, and I have to learn to do, we all have to learn to do it, those of us that are activists trying to make changes. We have to make the pain that the underprivileged, that the people have, who have had it bad, we have to make the pain that they're living under those conditions a pain that we can empathize with and feel and that it makes it existential. The same thing goes with guns. We have to, for all those who are victims, oh, at the time that they're victims, they wish we had had an AR-15 ban, an AK-47 ban, better gun control, better, better health care that treats pe- pe- people with mental illnesses. At that time, when their loved one is shot, when their loved one was a victim of having AR-15s prevalent in the society, not having the health care to take care of the mentally deprived, at that point, they see the correlation. We have to be able to find that story to make that correlation between your existence and the troubled existence of others. It's a bit deeper than empathy. 
but that is where we got to get. Alistair says, hi, all. Good show this afternoon on KPFT, brother. Thank you, sister. So, yeah, we have to really, really uh, figure out that. And, you know, whoever can learn how to do that, share how that is actually done. Gun nuts feel no empathy. They love the death of others. Evidently, they do. Uh, Crocox also says, it wouldn't make any difference. Gun nuts love death more than life. Uh, I, I, look, I don't know what's wrong. But I think it's for us not to concentrate on them, but to concentrate on the changes that we have the ability to make. And I think that is where we have to start drawing, start doing what needs to be done. I really think so. Anyhow, Sharkula, your stylist, I just saw her. She says, everybody disco. I haven't discoed in such a long time. My, my staying alive. Remember those days? Remember, you know, um, it, it's funny because uh, my wife was playing some songs in the car. And my daughter's like, wait, mom. That is the Bee Gees. Said, yeah, I used to like the Bee Gees. Actually, I did like the Bee Gees, you know. Anyhow, um, she's a Bee Gees fanatic, an Earth, Wind, and Fire fanatic, a Commodore fanatic. And of course, Chicago and Michael McDonald. Anybody likes Michael McDonald here? All right, continuing. Uh, you know, the author, our authoritarian in chief apparently went on to one of the news channels and started to give utter praises, utter praises to the world's most revered authoritarians to the mo the world's most revered dictators and he's running for president after you hear this are you sure you want him for president check this out let's get to some of former president donald trump's most effusive praise yet for authoritarian leaders around the world here's what he said in a fox news interview last night they're all top of the line our, our guy's not top of the line, never was. These are top of the line people at the top of their game. President Xi is a brilliant man. If you went all over Hollywood to look for somebody to play the role of President Xi, you couldn't find him. There's nobody like that. The look, the brain, the whole thing. We had a great relationship. We got along so well. There was a great chemistry we had. Great, we talked about everything. A great chemistry. But people ask me, uh, how smart is she? I said, top of the line. You never met anybody smarter. How smart is Kim Jong-un? Top of the line. You know, people say, oh, this and that. They're really smart. You know, when you come out and as a young man at 24, 23, even though he sort of inherits it, most people, when they inherit, they lose it. And that's easy stuff. He took over a country of very smart people, very, very energetic people, very tough people, at a very young age, and he has total dominant control. That's not easy. These are, these are very smart. Putin, very smart. Uh, it's, it takes your breath away. It takes your breath away, but it makes you wonder, my God, really Donald Trump? And you're running for president? 
Oh yeah, but it doesn't matter what you say. You could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and you would still get elected. You said it. People would still love you. You said it. People would still run to you. You said it. And you know what? For all practical purposes, I think you proved it. There is a sect in this country that under all circumstances will support you. Doesn't help that uh, these are the same folks who like to call themselves Christians and evangelicals and all the others. But what can I say, Donald Trump? In the case of your constituents, you're right. But I would be careful of wanting to keep or put somebody in power who admire these people. Because remember, while he's your friend and while he's doing things that you think are okay for you, you love him. But when he decides to do things that you don't like, you have no recourse because you have installed a dictator. Be careful for what you're asking for. Okay, let's see who else is in the house. Wide Awake is in the house. Welcome aboard. And yep, people are starting to come on in. All right, let, let's, go, let's go to the, uh, what I said. I wanted to cover this one on KPFT this morning, but uh, the conversation with Nick Cooper and Ingrid uh, Bond was so good, I didn't interrupt it to come to this subject because I knew that we could cover it here. And my contention is the following. Rich countries must fix the environment. So why would you want everybody should fix the environment? Well, let's recall how rich countries got rich. Whenever one reads stories about the games rich countries play when discussing the environment, it should infuriate all who want a sustainable world. The Common Dreams article Oxfam slams rich nations for using financial wizardry to skimp on local climate funding is probative. And that article says the following. It says the following. With, with global, uh, global finance leaders set to gather in Washington, D.C. this week for the spring meetings of the World Bank and International Monetary Fund, Oxfam is warning rich countries against using accounting gimmicks to artificially inflate their global climate funding commitments. Wishful thinking. The International Humanitarian Group estimated in an analysis released Monday that low- and middle-income nations will need an additional $27.4 trillion at minimum by 2030 to fill financing gaps in health, education, social protection, and tackling climate change, as well as addressing the damage already inflicted by intensifying extreme weather and other consequences of fossil fuel use. Interest rate hikes by the U.S. Federal Reserve and other powerful central banks have compounded the financial struggles of poor nations as debt service costs rise, putting critical public investment at risk. But despite the dire economic situation facing the poorest countries, today and much political discussion of the trillions needed to tackle poverty, inequality, and climate change, there is no indication that rich countries are willing to pay the true price of a fair and sustainable future. Oxfam said Monday, in fact, there is a risk that rich country finance ministers meeting in Washington this week will celebrate progress on reforms that deliver just 0.1% of the climate and social spending gap in low and middle income countries. 
between now and 2030. And that they will do through financial wizardry that doesn't cost them a penny, a cent. The group pointed specifically to the recent replenishment process for the International Development Association, a member of the World Bank group ostensibly dedicated to aid in poor nations with grants and loans. Although IDA20 saw a record, that is International Development Association, IDA20 saw a record replenishment in 2021, this was not a result of increased donor contributions. In fact, donor contributions declined and the increased allocation was only achieved through the financial wizardry of balance sheet optimization, Upsman noted. Now with IDA20 commitments again being front-loaded due to mountain crises, there are fears that IDA is facing a financial cliff in the near future. Oxum also criticized green bonds and other such financial innovations that, that while positive, sounding, and potentially beneficial on the margins, ultimately provide minimum benefit related to what's necessary to help avert climate catastrophe in nations that did the least to cause the crisis. I want to stop there. And let me tell you why. Because as we speak about nations, okay, as, as we speak about rich nations actually giving money to the poor nations and, and doing more to clean the environment, some people balk. Some people balk. They're like, wait a minute. Why should we invest our tax dollars to help these poor countries? Well, there's a good reason why. If we were ever to sue, or, 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 I, or I should say, we could potentially sue, be sued, right? By these people to say the following. Wait a minute. Who threw the carbon in the air again? Oh, the people who had the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Now, what's destroying our country again? Why can't we grow like we grew before? Climate change caused by the pollution created by the industrial complex generated by the rich countries. Okay? Why are we losing some of our lands to the ocean? Um, again, because of the change in weather, created weather patterns created by the Industrial Revolution that's causing the ice to melt prematurely than the normal uh, planetary cycle. Oh. So in other words, the United States, people sue other people when they can prove that the damages they sustained was caused by something the other did. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. So maybe if the rich countries don't do their part for what they've created, should we go to the world's court and sue the rich country for damages? Maybe that would be a good thing to do. Own the problem, the rich countries control the court. 
So the only real solution is to work on people's minds, to try to convince them that it's just the right thing to do. The alternatives are pretty tough, like borders being run over, people migrating from all the areas that have been destroyed by the climate you've changed. So don't complain when all these people you find at your doorsteps. These are important concepts that we should look at. So when it says, the group pointed out, or rather, Oxam also criticized green bonds and and other such financial innovations that while positive sounding and potentially beneficial on all the margins, ultimately provide minimal benefit relative to what's necessary to help avert climate catastrophe in nations that did the least to cause the crisis. If rich countries were serious about investing in people and planet, they would go beyond financial wizardry, says Amitabh Behar, Oxfam uh, International's incoming interim executive director. It's time for governments to find their moral fiber and tax the richest so we can stave off climate catastrophe and lift everyone out of poverty. I repeat, they're not, the rich aren't doing anybody a favor. They made their monies off of the backs of us all, including the pollution they created, including the pilfer of the natural resources or raw resources brought to America, brought to Europe to be processed and sold back to these other areas, added value, which means those countries operate at a financial deficit. I wish, I wish more people would see things as they really are as opposed to how people would want you to see things. You look at a continent like Africa. You say, why don't Africa develop further other than Nigeria and some other countries? Well, they won't be allowed to develop because if Africa started, Africa is the, it's the land of resources, more resources than any continent on the planet. Imagine if Africa decided to say, well, you know what? We're going to keep all manufacturing all, all the things that we are going to, we are going to add all the value to our raw resources ourselves. What do you think the the the, the um, Western world would do? You think they would allow that? You don't think they will create reasons for war? Because at some point, when when the people that you freeloaded off of for decades, centuries, what do you think the results are going to be? Anyhow, let's see. Carl Cox says, Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, the Dave Clark Five, the Beach Boys, and the Rolling Stones. Carl Cox says, Trump followers agree with him. Eric Hayes says, look at the utter lack of leadership in blue cities, losing business due to regulations and crime, and doing nothing about it. I don't see Houston losing businesses. I don't see any of these surrounding areas losing businesses, and our entire Houston metropolitan area is a bastion of blue. I think you're dreaming, Eric. You're seeing things that aren't there. Shakula here, Stylist says, I will survive 1979. Best year, I remember that. Irene Carr, I believe, right? Uh, Shakula here, Stylist says, Blue cities are the strongest safe havens of freedom. Not only that, they support everybody else. The blue states support the red states. The blue cities support the enclaves that surround them. You know, without Houston, there is no Kingwood. Without Houston, there is no Sugarland. Without Houston, there's no Pearland. Without Houston, there's not all these little communities that, 
that grow up around it, you know, they, they depend on Houston. They suck the blood out of Houston. Then they want to say, nah, you Houstonians, take care, stay there. Uh, let me get the last video that I have set up here queued up before I continue because, you know, all of that went. As soon as I closed everything down, all of that just like disappeared. But I have it ready to go. Okay. 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 Now, as it turns out, the rest of the world... Not the rich countries, not the Western countries. They were not the ones that caused enough damage to the world's atmosphere. And remember, the atmosphere belongs to all of us to have caused uh, these changes in climate, etc., etc., etc. So we are due, or we should pay most of the cost in doing all of the mitigation that has to be done for climate. Does that mean we, the taxpayer, are going to bear an uh, some sort of the burden? Yeah. But I don't want it to be the middle class taxpayers. I want it to be the real people who profited from destroying the environment. You know, you see what's going on with that plastic plant, I believe, in Indiana. They are, they, are, they did, I don't know what they did, but they're throwing out toxic fumes and like crazy right now. And then... What happens? That's going to be deposited throughout that area. And you know who's going to clean it up? Do you think that company is going to clean it up? Remember, companies have personhood. If we try to sue that company, that company is going to go bankrupt. They'll claim bankruptcy. The wealthy people who made all the money off the plastics that they did out there, they will keep their monies. And the government, we the people would have to pay for cleaning up. We, the people, will have to pay for the health care that that pollution is causing. We, the people, will have to take care of all the future costs of having irresponsible uh, private sector companies do what they're doing. All right, let me continue with it. Eric Hayes says, Kingwood made a huge mistake getting annexed by Houston. As the city did not ditch our river maintenance for decades, then let Conroe release water post-Harvey flood Kingwood. Now Harris County Commissioners Rob Kingwood. That, is, that, that story that you just gave there, Eric, for our area, is complete hogwash. That's not what happened at all. All right. Uh, do you have media literacy? It's critical to health and well-being of all persons as well as the future participation in civic and economic life of democracies. E2247, I, I imagine you heard us cover some of that on our program at KPFT today. Maywood says, I was wondering what happened. Yep, the, it wasn't the internet. It was a hard crash. Daniel Ledo says, what, what was that a hard crash it was? Paul Fleming says, uh, I usually do when I speak. I just tired of your usual nonsense. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Eric Hayes says, Kingwood made a mistake letting Houston annex it, and now the commissioners rob. No? All right. Let's see what else we have here now. Peggy Lopez says, hi, all. Better late than never. And we love having here you here, Peggy Lopez. And Brit says, we just got back a few minutes ago, Carl Cox. All right. Okay. Let's go ahead now. Uh, by the way, I know the author of the website, sir. So nothing that you're not... Uh, not not getting any audio. I'm I'm putting out audio, Daniel. I don't know why you're not getting it because I'm putting it out. I can see the levels going. So try to see if it's something with your computer, Lido. 
All right, let's go to the last video of the day. The last video of the day concerns uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk loves to chide people who may be on some government assistance, chide people who, you know, maybe didn't have it as good as he did, or who may have some dependency. What he normally fails to tell you is he lives a life of dependency. He lives a life on the government dole. So as he takes over Twitter and do all this talking, we ought to remember that there ain't no Elon Musk without government welfare for Elon Musk. All right? Elon Musk is a welfare recipient more so than any food stamp recipient, more so than just about everybody. So check it out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Twitter has been putting some new labels on certain accounts, and it is causing quite an uproar. It started when Elon Musk slapped a label on NPR's account, calling it U.S. state-affiliated media. That led to a lot of criticism, so he changed the label to government-funded media. Now, there's a similar controversy going on in the U.K. after Twitter added a government-funded label to the BBC's account. Back with us tonight in person, the queen herself, Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of New York Magazine and host of two podcasts, Pivot and On with Kara Swisher. Yeah, actually three. Three? Oh, of course, the Succession podcast, which I could talk about for days. But let's start with Elon. back? Yes. Okay, Okay, good. Uh, Let's start with Elon Musk. What do you make of these labels for NPR and the BBC? And is it Elon Musk or is it Twitter or they're one and the same? No, they're one and the same. Everything Twitter does now is Elon Musk. And so that's all you have to, you know, he just wants to do it because he's playing. But he also, if you notice, took the W off of the, the title of the company, which I, I guess I can't say on NBC, um, so that he made a little joke about women's breasts. Um, oh, titter. Yes, titter. Yeah. So he does stuff like that. So whatever he does, he does. You know, he's done it in San Francisco right on the actual sign. But isn't that silly and so unfortunate given yes. how powerful, how yes. influential yes. he is? Yeah. So the state-owned thing is just him just acting out. And of course, when you say government-funded, there's actually someone I can think of that was government-funded, and that's Elon Musk and Twitter. Um, he got his first funding from th- that saved the company from the government. Now he paid it back, which is great, and that's how our government should work, is funding promising companies, but he's government funded. So is he does SpaceX, also government funded. Um, lots of things that Tesla does gets all kinds of government funding and subsidies. So he should know about government funding if he's talking yeah, about Yeah, people it. are doing And also taxes. NPR actually has very little of its funding from government. It's a very tiny amount. Um, I think it's one or 2%, most of it is corporate money and donations. And so it's not really that government funded. That's a myth around that. BBC is a different story, but still. Yeah, if you're doing your taxes this week yeah. and you drive an electric car, you get a credit if you have one. Do you think this is just him picking fights with journalists? And if so, why? Uh, he needs enormous amounts of attention. So anything he can insert himself into, he does. And this causes attention to him. So every every week he's got to have a stunt and that recalls someone else that we spend a lot of time focusing in on. And so the more, tr- which is Trump, is the more trouble they make, the more the loud things they put on, whatever, it, it causes them attention. And they can't stand being out of the limelight, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. Let's talk about Twitter. 
Twitter and Substack. They started to limit how the newsletter platform can show up on the site. It actually had Matt Taibbi, the guy who was all over the Twitter files. At one point, you could say he was maybe even an ally or or, or Twitter adjacent to leave the platform entirely. What's going on here? Well, um, he, he it's a competitor. They were created a competitive product called Notes, and they put it up, and then he decided he didn't want to help them market it. I think that's as simple as that. And Twitter's has a history of doing this. They took Instagram off of Twitter. You weren't able to see the pictures. You used to be able to. And I, that makes sense from a competitive point of view. I suppose that's the way he was thinking. And he doesn't have to put anything he doesn't want on the on the service. But, you know, ultimately, he could do it to any media organization, right? Deciding NBC doesn't shouldn't have their you know, tweets are boosted or not boosted or whatever. You have to pay him if you want him boosted. And so he's trying any way he can to come up with a business and meanwhile trying to limit other people's business. So if Casey wants to go into it or their competitors, he pulls them away. The issue is he's got to come up with a business that makes money. Well, you used to be a massive tweeter and you've definitely dialed it back. Yes, and I don't allow year. comments because the comments have gotten so vile. I've cut off comments. And it's unfortunate because I loved, you know, being, talking to people. I like when people who don't know me, I respond to them. I think people like that. It creates a really vibrant thing. But he's been hostile to, I, I consider myself a content creator on Twitter. You are. I am. I make a lot of content for him. I did Twitter spaces, not for him, but for Twitter. And it's what's it worth my while to do so now. There's nothing. I just get yelled at. I get called names. And then I get insulted by all his minions. We, so don't forget. All, if you are on Twitter, you're providing content, you're providing free labor for, like we do here as well, free labor for Elon Musk. But more importantly, it's important for you to realize that Elon Musk is on the, you know what, the dole with the government. There's nothing that Elon Musk did with SpaceX that we didn't do back in the 90s, that, that, that Apollo didn't do back in the 60s. And guess what? We were able to go to the moon on and back with a computer that was more than 100 times less powerful than this, my phone. We left the Earth atmosphere, left the Earth's orbit, went into the orbit of the moon, okay, and came back. Elon Musk could barely touch space and come back. And the media went crazy. It shows you how when you are owned, when a media is owned by the corporatocracy, they can tell you what is news or what really makes sense. Elon Musk accomplished very little with his suborbital flight because he didn't do anything we hadn't done before. All the technology used, the orbital technologies, the gyroscopic technologies, all these technologies that he used to do what he did, were already developed back in the 60s, the 50s, and before. Uh, When I worked on the space station, the technology that we use pretty much did more so than what he did. After all, the space station stayed up for, it's still up. And Skylab, we brought it down, but it stayed up for quite a while. So let's get it straight. The people that always like to talk about people being on the dole, They're the ones so often that are on the biggest dole there is. Don't ever forget it and don't buy into the carapa that these guys like to talk about. Force is push and pull of one body acting on another. Eric Hayes, how have you forced your moral code 
of right and wrong throughout your life. Coral Cactus mega corporations pollute and the middle class and pay it financially with their health. E2247 says, Mr. Hayes, how have you formed your moral code? All right, Daniel Ledoz found this problem with the sound. Carl Cox says, Musk doesn't mind corporate welfare. That's true. Uh, Bridge uh, says, yep, NPR was so pissed at Twitter that they left. Yes, they have. Uh, they left Twitter altogether. And a lot, a lot of big corporations are going to start doing that as he, he plays. The guy's, uh, the guy's sick in the head. Eric Hayes says, you must listen to L. Elon. He provides green jobs via EV and buys Twitter shit. Uh, no, 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 no. He's not in it for the green jobs. He's in it to make a dollar. Peggy Lopez says, Florida Republican defense anti-drag measure, even if it means erasing a community from the inception of America, we have been erasing communities. Seems we would run out of communities to erase. Yet they're closing down libraries. Because there are 12 books in the library of tens of thousands of books. There are 12 books they want removed. And the court says, nope, put those books back there until we have a hearing. I don't know what's happening in this country in some areas, man. I don't. From Breach, NPR said it will stop tweeting after Twitter labeled its account as government-funded media, becoming the most prominent news organization to quit the social media platform since Elon Musk purchased it last year. You know what I started using today? Substack Notes. I am hoping that Substack Notes take off to take the place of Twitter. They need to have some more integration with, um, with Zapier and other tools that those of us who do automation, because we're one person's operations, you know. But he says Twitter and Musk tagged NPR's main account as state-affiliated this month before softening the language to government-funded. And as she mentioned, they only get about 2% government funds. So it's amazing. Egberto for the screen. Well, if Bridge asks, I give it to her. And there it is, Bridge. Let's see what it is. It says, don't miss Houston story. Uh, that is a, what is that? I'm trying to read what that is. It looks like a chip or it looks like a chip that's been created, right? But what exactly is it? Because it's not really stated. And maybe I'm missing something. I need to know what that is. I'd love to know what that is. Carl Cox says, Egberto, you're right. Engineers from the days of Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, and Skylab are better than engineers today. They, I mean, they use slide rules, things that are not exact numbers, grain of rice, Next to the computer, got you. I didn't know it was a grain of rice. But that's amazing, isn't it? Look at what where we've been. Deborah Moyer says, you're probably right, Carl. They're out in the galaxy found by Webb Telescope. Yep. Elon and Donnie are too crazy for, too crazy for any shrink to deal with. Oh, my God. Uh, Deborah says, I've been enjoying Substack. Oh, Deborah, you like Substack too. Yep. Uh, go, I, I hope you're, I know you're subscribed to my Substack. But please note that we have the thing called notes now. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I'm, I'm learning. I'm just learning. I sent a couple of messages to uh, etc. Oh, it's not on the screen. I'm sorry. There we go. It's on the screen now. Sorry about that, guys. It's on the screen now. What we have is a grain of rice next to a computer. And the computer is much smaller than the grain of rice. It's amazing where we've gone. 
and it had nothing to do with Elon Musk, but it did have a lot to do with government support and government provided research to many different organizations. Do remember that. All right. Uh, we're coming close to the end of the program. Uh, I am tired. And you know what's so funny? I got to go. I'm going out to the uh, Houston mayoral debates. The Houston mayoral debates are on tonight. And I am live streaming that for the club that's doing it. So I need to get out of here a tad bit early. It's not really early because it's 56 after the hour. Nah, not government. It's aliens. Okay, okay, okay. Anyhow, folks, please support the program however you can. Uh, and how can you support the program? Not difficult at all. I'm just going to give you one link. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. If I can get to it, I will get to it. I'm trying my best to get to it. You know, I'm sort of, uh, wait, let me get out of here before I screw things up and do it again. Uh, but yeah, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash support. And here is the program. Here's a link to support the program however best you can. Egberto, please email me info on how to go to media sites other than Twitter. I am on two media sites other than Twitter. I am on Mastodon via Medium and a couple and one other, but I need to start updating it. And I'm also on uh, Notes Substack. Substacks.com. Substack.com. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I close out. So anyway, folks, please support the program um, and check it out at politicsandright.com slash support. That is how you can ensure that we can continue doing what we're doing. Uh, later on, I'm going to post the, the program that we did at KPFT. I think you're going to love, love the two inter interviewees that we had. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? What am I? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.